Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. It's a lovely morning. Morning. We are back at my place because Wolfgang is here in Dusseldorf and we are in my home studio. But we use Wolfgang's equipment today because he bought something new and fancy. So if the audio recording sounds any different, it's because of the equipment. So it's my fault. That's what you want to say. Well, let the audience be the judge. In any case, where did we come from? Where have we spent our weekend, Wolfgang? As proper open source nerds, we spent our weekend at the open source conference, of course. And it's, I think, the biggest open source conference in Europe, at yes. least in Europe, maybe even worldwide. I don't know. In Europe, Eight, in Europe only. 8,000 people in Brussels. It's called FOSTEM. Tons of talks, shitty weather as every year. Was it your first year, first time? No, it's my sixth time, I guess, or something like that. So that means you're an OG. And an what? original gangster. Of course, of course, I am. And we also attended a really cool talk about podcasting. I think it was even the only talk about podcasting. So it's not that common in open source, apparently, to talk about podcasts. But this one was quite nice because it was about the new standard or in general podcasting, the podcast standard RSS and the new one podcast 2.0 standard. And that's a great occasion to say hi to the presenter, Benjamin Bellamy, from France, I guess. Bellamy, is that nice, nice life, uh, pretty life, beautiful life, no, something like that. Doesn't Ami mean friend? But you spell his name with a Y at the end. Ah, yeah, Ami is also a yeah, friend. That's true. Okay, l let's not but talk about his talk name, but yeah, about, <laughs> the, about the talk. He also had a lot of problems pronouncing stuff and he, he just said, I can't pronounce it, so I don't say it. You can read it on the slides, that's fine. Yeah, he had problems with the word interoperability. He somehow couldn't say it, but it was on the slide, on the first one. So what it is about... As you all know, or maybe don't know, podcasting has existed for a very long time. 20 years to be precise, which is quite a long time. And ever since then... Platforms have used it, and it's been popular, of course, but somehow, at some point, maybe late 2006, beginning 2007, something happened, which is exactly nothing happened anymore, because the podcast standard did not evolve. And ever since then, we had the advent of broadband connections, smartphones, social networks, AI, but the RSS feed standard has always stayed the same. And that is a huge problem, as we will talk about in this episode. And if you compare it to other areas of technology or tech development in general, you had a lot of development, right? You had all the cool Apple stuff that was invented from iPhone, all the smartphone technology. But at the end, if we talk about podcasts, it was only platforms that came up with some proprietary stuff like Spotify or Apple, their own players. But even that, that's just a player. It's, it's nothing new. There was not really an invention. They had stars and maybe you can click the notification bell. But that's it. No new inventions from their side. Which is weird because inherently podcasts or RSS feeds are decentralized. And somehow we managed to centralize a lot of what audio is all about these days. But the cool thing is that podcast is still 
decentralized. And that's still a big advantage. A lot of people, he also presented that, think if you listen to Spotify, that's a podcast. But at the end, in the background, it's always this RSS feed and the audio file. So it's super flexible. It's super compatible. It's just that Spotify collects all the information, downloads the files, and then offers all the audio files to their audience in a closed way. And people started to think about podcasts that you, you go to Spotify and you listen to Spotify and th that's a podcast, but it's not. But rightfully so, because it's also very convenient. You find everything in one place. So we talked about the issues before, but maybe to summarize, you are at the whim of any big corporation. They can decide if they take down your podcast because they don't like what you say or because of other reasons like copyright infringement. You don't have any say in this. Try to argue with Apple that what they decided is wrong. Um, you will have to have a very, very long discussion with them and it's probably never going to be resolved. So I guess podcasting was stuck in a dilemma for a very long time, which is we have this open decentralized standard, but at the same time we have some of the players that control most of the market. And now how do you solve this if the big players don't want to move away from whatever they have. How do you evolve the podcast standard without forcing them to update right away? And that's the pretty neat feature of RSS and XML maybe in general. You can just add new fields, you can just extend the standard and you, you are still backwards compatible. So you can, so still all the old players or Spotify or Apple, they only support the old podcast standard. They can still read a new extended feed where you add additional information, for example, how you can get, how you give feedback to the, to the podcast hosts. You can specify that in this RSS feed in a new standard, even though Apple or Spotify can't read it or they don't want to read it, at least at the moment. Okay. Now let's talk about the features first and then let's see how we can use podcast 2.0 today. And later we want to talk about whether All of this ecosystem can be integrated into open podcast or if it's a competitor. But let's start with the features first. So maybe from this presentation, which features stuck out the most for you? So at the end, if we talk about features, just to clarify that, it's not a platform feature that is implemented somewhere and that works out of the box. If you talk about features of the standard of this RSS feed, we are talking about an additional field where you can, for example, specify, I want to provide my podcast episode, not just in MP3, but also in the OG format or a WAV format or whatever other audio file. But then at the end, the implementation that somebody uses this information and that you as a listener can use it, your podfetcher has to implement this. So this feature is not fully implemented, but it is defined in the standard so that players can start to implement things. So at the end, it's just a simple definition, an extension of the standard of this RSS feed that you can specify things. So you can also specify, for example, a way how you can give feedback to the podcast hosts as a listener. It's called boost, Boostergrams. I really like this concept because at any time while listening to a podcast, you can add a reaction what you are used to at whatsapp or in any other chat or even soundcloud 
or even SoundCloud, exactly. So you hear something that is really nice and you send a smiley, for example. That is called Boostergrams and that's what I really like. And it's not the implementation that you can send smileys, but you can define, okay, we accept smileys. You can add this to the specification to your podcast and then players can implement that, that you can send reactions to any part of the of the episode, for example. What about you? What did you like? I liked this one as well. I like the extensibility of the format, maybe. Um, I just wanted to mention a quick addition uh, to what you said before, which is the only difference between a normal RSS feed for a blog and a podcast RSS feed are enclosures. And enclosures are a concept where you define that your content comes with a media file, any media file. But somehow, during the evolution of podcasts, we settled on a single format, which is MP3 by Fraunhofer Institute. And back in the day, that was a very sensible decision. But the downside was that you could not try newer formats that evolved over time. For example, Flag or AAC or Org or even Dolby Digital. Benjamin mentioned Dolby Digital specifically during his presentation. Because what keeps you from using surround sound or 5.1 sound for audio? And that is very hard to do without the possibility to have alternative file types. And this is something that you can now add to your RSS feed. So that's something that I really liked. Because also, on top of that, if you are in a very remote location, maybe you don't need the highest quality audio. It's fine if you have a low bandwidth one. So in your enclosure, you can define multiple different audio streams, and then your player will decide based on the situation what is best. So if you're on the move, you maybe get a lower quality one, and if you're at home, then maybe you get the full HD version for all your speakers and so on. And I was really surprised that already 400,000 podcasts use this standard. So if you're using a hosting platform that supports this standard, you are automatically publish your podcast under the podcast 2.0 standard. That doesn't mean that you have to implement all these features like the boostergrams or something like that, but you support the new RSS feed standard and then players can use this additional information to be more flexible, to provide different alternatives, sound qualities, feedback features, or just additional information, not just stupid show notes, but you can add transcription information, for example, about the podcast. So additional information that can be used by the podfetcher and increases, of course, the experience for you as a listener as well. It's funny that you keep saying standard, by the way, because in the back of my head, I thought, what makes a standard? And also, why is this different from all the other attempts that have been happening in the meantime, like atom feeds for podcasts or maybe something that we also tried. Why is it different? I mean, I think everybody can invent a standard and come up with a standard. It's always a standard. But at the end, the question is if it's used by podcast players, by listeners, by podcast hosts. And I think that's the difference. The community behind this podcast 2.0 is quite big. Adam Curry, for example, who was involved in the in the first standard as well, is part of the game. So I think there are they're really cool people on board. And as you see, already 400,000 podcasts as well. So I think that's really promising that also big players maybe implement this standard in the future because the pressure is too high and they won't come up with their own solution. Currently, they do. Spotify came up with their own chapters, formats, 
And of course, you can also specify chapters in podcast 2.0. But hopefully in the future, they will just implement the default standard because it's just that popular that they have to. And talking about implementation, I said the standard is not directly connected to implementation of the feature. But of course, there are already open source solutions like Castobot by also Benjamin Bellamy and uh, of course, the big community. They wrote a podcast hoster platform so that you can self-host your podcasts, you can publish your podcasts. And of course, they support the podcasting 2.0 standard and it's quite powerful. And if you prefer to host your podcast on your own server, for example, that's definitely a cool way to go. So, Matthias, you said at the beginning, we will also talk about what this means for our project, the Open Podcast Analytics Standard. Can we already call it standard? I think it is kind of a standard. So what does it mean for us? What do you think? To the uninitiated, Podcasting 2.0 might sound like a competition to what we do, or maybe at least Castopod might be. And we don't think that this is necessarily the case. They focus very much on delivering content to users. And they have some analytics as well, which is good. But where we focus on is mostly providing in-depth analytics for people that want to grow their audience and make more of it. So we support raw SQL queries for your metrics, for example. We import data from Apple and Spotify, which is not possible with Castopod. So you really see that there is no huge competition. In fact, we should reach out and collaborate with those people. And it makes a lot of sense. And of course, we can also use the standard. So we will definitely have a look how we can integrate Boostergrams or if we can use our feedback system to integrate Boostergrams or integrate our system into Boostergrams and to have a fallback via the show notes, which was our preferred way to implement that because usually the players don't implement that. But we can have both, right? We can offer this way for feedback by defining the boostergrams or by adding this information in the podcast 2.0 standard. But at the same time, of course, having this feature to be as backward compatible as possible to have this upvote, downvote, for example, in the show notes as we have it with every podcast episode. And if you're curious which podcasts out there exist that support podcasting 2.0, you can go to podcastindex.org and have a look around. For example, one that supports it is the Podcasting 2.0 podcast itself, which is from the entity, from the LLC behind this new standard. And if you go to their page, for example, you can see that they have a little piggy bank icon that leads you to a donation page. And the cool thing about this is that this is part of their RSS feed. You can inspect the RSS feed and then you will find that there are some additional fields inside this RSS feed. For example, they have a field called podcast colon funding, and you can specify a URL there. Or they have podcast colon locked and an owner. So that means you cannot just go and copy the RSS feed as some sort of ripoff and host it somewhere else. Every podcast is unique and has a unique ID. And all of these things are part of the new standard. And you can have a look right now to see which fields are available and maybe even add your own. So we will definitely have a deeper look into the whole standard and how we can benefit from the standard and what we might be able to add to the standard because we also believe in this decentralized way of publishing podcasts and also to be extensible and open. And that's about all we have to say for today. 
feel free to reach out to us or also check out cast support see how you can integrate podcasting 2.0 into your podcast to make this number of supported podcasts even bigger maybe you can reach a million by the end of the year that would be a nice goal but so far that's all from our side thanks a lot for listening have a good week bye